for braving the thunderstorms. And bless you if you're here knowing that pastor wasn't going to be here doubly. Bless you for that. If not, I'm sorry about that. But praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Just a couple quick announcements uh, before I get into the word. Uh, Pentecost 18 is right around the corner. The 18th, 19th, and 20th of this month is Pentecost 18 celebration. And I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great celebration and a great time of unity for the city and the churches in this city. I I am thankful for what God is doing here in our church. I'm thankful for what God is doing in each and every church in the city and the nation and the world for that matter. But, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight, what God's doing in this church, but it, it is good for us to come together with our brethren. It's good to come together with the body of Christ and show unity in a city and in a nation and, and come together and worship our God and unify the body of Christ. God looks down upon that and likes what he sees when he sees that, his people worshiping and praising together. Amen. So the 18th, 19th, and 20th, our um, Sunday night service next Sunday, uh, we will not have service for Mother's Day. That night, the 20th, we will not have service. We will be going to the Pentecost celebration. That will be our Sunday evening service. And the last Sunday of the month will be Memorial Day weekend. We will not have Sunday evening service then. So this is the last Sunday night service of the month of May. Amen. But please, we'll be sending out some information uh, about Pentecost and ways to register for that. Um, You do not have to register to attend, um, but it helps them get an account and an understanding uh, of what's going on and um, how many people to expect. And it also shows them that the Tree Life Church is going to be represented. Amen. So I encourage you when we send out that information to look into that and, and please attend one, two, or all three of those services because it's going to be a blessing in this city. And we want to show this city what the church is like and what God is like in the Word of God. We want to show them something positive other than what's always on the news and the negatives and the divisiveness. We want to show them the body of Christ coming together. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just also quickly ask a personal prayer request and ask you all to pray for me. My wife, my wonderful wife and wonderful daughter left town Thursday, and I am missing them. (laughs) And they and my mother-in-law went to Iowa uh, to visit family. And if they're watching or listening, I love you all. I miss you all. Liz London, I can't wait to see you. I apologize for the personalization at the pulpit. But I am a terrible homebody, and I, I miss my family dearly. And even if you ask the guys I went to Canada with a few years ago, by day two, as much fun as I was having, as awesome as it was, I was, I was missing my family. So, amen. And I give, um, I love our pastor. I uh, love his family. And um, Sister Anna, Sister Sophia, what a great job they did today. Amen. So I want to give honor to our pastor and Sister Urshan. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Certainly love them dearly. But I do want to go ahead and get straight into the word tonight. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to start with verse 57. If you can stand or if you have your Bibles or if you want to read the screen. Luke chapter 1 verse 57. It says, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. 
and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And the thought and the title for tonight is a new thing. A new thing, if we can just seek the Lord. We praise you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you tonight. We worship you for your presence that's already in this place, Lord God. Thank you for showing up here with us tonight. And today, Lord God, we give you praise. We give you glory. I ask you to anoint me. Anoint your words tonight. In Jesus' name, anoint the hearing tonight, Lord God. Let your spirit prick our hearts and do something with us tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. First, I just want to say what a day, what a, what a morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for showing up today, being here today, and moving on today. I, I, I intently did not ask for the number that was um, committed today because I would probably end up spilling the beans tonight and, and sharing it, but that wouldn't be good. So I'm excited as everyone else is to hear what that is and to see exactly what God does. But first, amen. I just want to thank the youth for today, what you all did. Amen. Let's give them a clap. Thank you. Amen. You all did a fantastic job. Thank you for reminding us once again the foundation that's being created here for you all. Thank you for, for reminding us once again what we're pouring into you all and what you're seeing and growing and developing. And I can think back at myself being a, uh, a son of First Apostolic Church, Brother Buller, and getting the Holy Ghost and getting baptized in Jesus' name here at this church and leaving for far too long. But, you know, when God was calling me back, he said, you know what, that's all right. All the mess that you've made, everything that you've done, there's a foundation there's a foundation that I can work with. There's something that I can do and something that I can build upon. And that's what we're doing here. That's what our youth is doing. Thank you, Brother Tyler, Sister Caitlin, for investing and pouring into our youth. Because there's a foundation being born. There's a foundation being poured with them. Amen? And, and, and he can work with that. God can work with that no matter what. But there's also people coming into the church, coming into the congregation that don't even have a foundation. But we know God can tear apart whatever has been done in their lives and rebuild and start a new foundation and build them up. And that's what God is doing with the Tree of Life Church. That's what God is doing here at this church and with this body. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and how you're blessing us. So I'm thankful for that because I see this world. I see what's going on. We've talked about it. People have preached about it for years. I can think about it, again, as being a kid in the church and hearing all the things about one world governments and one world monetary systems and, and all these crazy things that you thought, well, there's no way that's going to happen. I can't imagine that happen. Believe it or not, young people, that was back in like the 80s, which seems like a long time ago. But you heard all these things. And, with ju and just a few years after that, you hear a president talking about new world order. 
And you hear about one world governments and one world monetary systems. And you start to see, oh, wow, this stuff is really starting to happen. So I'm here to tell you tonight that if you've heard it and you've heard the warnings plenty of times in your life and you're thinking, I've heard that so many times, I just don't know, hear the warning again. Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. Hear it again. Don't disregard it. Don't ignore it. Don't say, well, I've heard it so many times. I don't know if it's true. We're seeing things today that have been prophesied that we didn't think I would see, that I didn't think I would see. I remember my mom and Teresa and and some of the other ladies used to have prayer meetings faithfully every week and powerful moves of God and hearing where they had, God had prophesied to them and told them that in, in just a short time you're going to see people just being killed in schools and shot in streets and before you leave your home you're going to have to plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your family, over your children, over your spouses and just within 10 years or so of that Columbine happened and now we see it happening all the time. Terrorism happening all the time. These things are really happening and, and if you've heard it so many times that you've grown numb to it, I'm just here to tell you one more time. One more time. It's happening. God is coming. The Lord is coming. He's coming back again. And he's coming soon, church. I'm telling you, he's coming sooner than we think. And we gotta be prepared. Young people, I know. I know you're hearing this and you're thinking, well, I have time. And, and, And when I was your age, I didn't know how much time I had, but I know that now it's even closer. So I pray for you all. Stay strong. Stay in this truth. In Jesus' name, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A new thing, church, a new thing. And I'll just start out by saying a little backstory of of where this message and where this word came from was uh, several weeks ago now. uh, In daily study, God led me to uh, Luke chapter 1. And when I first read it, I thought, well, this is definitely something that's probably just for me and a few others. I shared it with Pastor and a few others and just said, wow, this really opened my eyes. This is a powerful revelation that I I didn't see with what was going on here at the church. And Pastor was like, that's amazing. You've got to write that down. We have to remember this story and others like it that are starting to happen. And, And just to tell you what was going on at the time was it was the week right after the name change, right after the Tree of Life name change. And um, I don't know if you all know it. I know Pastor shared it a little bit, but he, he really struggled with, with that name change. And, and for years, as a matter of fact, and the right timing and how it would be received. But thank you, Lord Jesus, this church has embraced the Tree of Life. Thank you, Jesus, the church has embraced what God is doing and what pastor has been called to do with the healing of nations we have embraced this name and we're moving forward with it but he really struggled with it a a number of us did I remember myself like I said growing up in this church knowing no other church for my for my whole entire life and the foundation that was that was poured into me here and and hearing well we're going to change the name I was excited but at the same time there was some ah, some reservation and some some angst and some kind of like, I'm going to miss that. Like I said, I I tend to miss a lot of things and get comfortable with things. So the the change of the name was was kind of tough to think about for a while. And God said, you know what? It just spoke to me clearly and said, it's about my name. It's only about my name. It's not about the name of a church. It's about my name. So rest easy in this because I want to do a new thing because it's about me and it's about my name and it's not about any church name. So it, 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 it just really spoke to me. And he led me to Luke 
chapter one before he kind of revealed this to me. And, and, and I went here and, and started reading. And, and immediately I started reading about Gabriel appearing to uh, Elizabeth and appearing to Mary. And I thought immediately, well, Lord, I, I know I know the story, so I'm not sure, you know, where you're taking me or, or, or what you want me to, to get out of this, but, you know, I already know it. Should I skip ahead a few chapters? And God said, no, just keep reading, just keep reading. And, and so I kept reading, and then I got to it, and, and I got to where it says, um, and his mother answered and said, not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, there is, none by, there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And that's where I stopped and said, okay, wow, you're speaking right now. You're saying something right here. And I don't know exactly what it is, but that came off the page to me. And I said, I don't know what you're saying, Lord, but you're saying something here. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to start reading exactly what you're saying. And that's where God started to pour into me exactly what he wanted to do with the tree of life. Now, he certainly has with pastor. By all means, that's not what I'm saying. Pastor has been given this vision. Pastor has been given what God wants to do. He's imparted that to us, and God is leading pastor in the direction of this church. But it just gave me another insight of what God was saying and what God was doing. And when he said, there is no other kindred by this name, I thought, okay, well, what are you saying there, Lord? And I went back, and it says that, you know, when, when, when Gabriel appeared and said, Elizabeth, you're going to have a child. Zacharias was like, no, that's not possible. That's not possible. I'm old. My wife is old. We, we can't have children. And, and Gabriel said, I'm here. I stand before the Lord. I stand before the Lord. And I'm here to tell you it is going to happen. And I am going to give you a child. And he, and he shut his mouth for that time because of his unbelief. But I started reading and I thought, you know, this must have been an exciting time. This must have been a, a very exciting time because Zacharias and Elizabeth, it says, were righteous before the Lord. The Bible says they were righteous before the Lord. He was a, a priest, so people knew of them. They knew when this happened. They knew when she became pregnant. This was a big deal. This wasn't just something that was, oh, just, you know, a few people know about this. This was spread throughout the hills of Judea. They all knew about it. People knew, wow, something is happening. God is really doing something here because how does Elizabeth get pregnant? How does this happen with Zacharias and Elizabeth? And on top of that, Zacharias's mouth has been shut and he comes out in a trance and people marveled at it and said, God is doing something right now. God is really moving. There's something special that's happening here. And then after the birth of John, when they came, they automatically came to just say, okay, we're going to circumcise. And it was automatic that his name was going to be Zacharias. It was automatic. It was just a given that that's what they were going to do. And they said, well, we come to circumcise and name the child Zacharias. It was just expected to name him after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, not so. Not so because Gabriel had instructed her what the Lord wanted his name to be was John. The Lord said, his name shall be John. And then they asked Zacharias, is this so? What, what, what is this? What's this all about? And he says, give me a tablet. Help me to show you. I want to tell you that, yes, this is the name that we're going to call him by is John. And that's where God said, I want to do something new. I, I want to do something new. There was nothing wrong with the name of Zacharias. There was nothing wrong with his name at all. Just like there was nothing wrong with the name First Apostolic Church. 
It's just God is saying, I am getting ready to do something new with this church and with this congregation. If he had been named Zacharias, who knows, it might have been expected he was going to be exactly who he was and do exactly what he did and the same things that he did. And who knows if he would have had the boldness to go out and do something new and to listen to the word of God and say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to preach repentance in the wilderness in the wilderness, and I'm going to change something. I'm going to call out the priests. I'm going to call out people that aren't living for God. I'm going to tell Israel that this is what we need to do. I'm going to do something new. I don't know. I don't know if he would have done that. I have no way to know, but I know that the name Zacharias was not bad. There was nothing wrong with it. Just like I know the first apostolic church name was not bad. There was nothing wrong with it. If we had a list of all the people that were baptized and brought into the church, First Apostolic Church, that were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and counseled and restored. It couldn't, I don't know how many pages it would take to go across these screens. There was nothing wrong with it. Everything, God was doing something with it. He was doing something. They had hundreds of people at one point in time in the, in the 70s, and then hundreds of people came, and their lives were changed over the years. There was nothing wrong with that name, but God is saying, now I'm ready to do something new. It's a new culture. It's a new world. It's a new society. There's something that's going on, and there's something that I want to do with this congregation, with this church, and I'm going to do something new. I'm going to show you something new. I'm going to do something new with the people that are there, that are in this church church. I am ready to do something new because it's a new day. It's a new time. And he's ready. He's ready to move. He's ready to change things. He's ready to do something new. And I don't know if you're like me, sometimes new things kind of scare me or or whatever. I I know, especially being young growing up, I I was terribly shy and introverted. Still am to to, to some extent. So New things were kind of difficult, going to a, a new school or the first day of school without knowing anybody or going away to camp. I'm sure my parents can tell you, calling two days into it and say, I want to come home. So sometimes new things kind of were scary to me, um, but not this, not what God's doing right now. I'm excited for what God is getting ready to do. I'm excited for the new thing that he wants to do with this church and with this congregation. So I'm not afraid of that. And we can't be afraid because he wants to do something new with us, with this congregation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And and the name change, the tree of life, we we have to recognize and understand that that's just the name change of the church. So God's saying, okay, I'm going to change the name of the church, but it can't stop there. That, that can't be the end of what he's doing. He doesn't want to just change the name of the church and say, okay, I've changed the name of the church. Now what? It's, he's changing the people inside the church. We are the congregation. What God is saying and I'm doing is I'm doing a new thing, but I'm doing a new thing with the people in the congregation. I'm doing a new thing with the people in the church. I'm doing a new thing with the people that were here in the past that poured into this congregation and into this church. I'm doing a new thing with the people that are here right now. I'm doing a new thing with the people that are coming. I'm doing a new thing. So if we've, we've had people come and go, we've had people that were here for many years that have, have left, God has taken them somewhere else for some, re, other, some reason. 
but he's still doing something new. He's taking what they did and saying, you were a part of that. And now I'm ready to change something. I'm ready to do something new. So it's them too. And he's saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Get on board with me. Get involved. Get invested in what I'm doing. And I'm going to change. And I'm going to do something new in your lives also. Thank you, Jesus. So it's not just changing the name of the church and that's done. It's not because God thought, well, that church name's kind of old. It's been there for a while, and I just want to mix it up a little bit and change something and, and, and give it a fresh name. It, it's not that, church. It's the people. It's the people. It's us. It's this congregation. It's the people that he's brought to us. It's the people that we're tied to. It's our loved one. It's other churches. It's everything that he's doing. He's doing something new. Hallelujah. And it's not just here. It's not just here, but this is what he's doing with us. A healing of the nations. That is what he's doing with us. But he's doing things all over the place, church. Like I said, he's getting ready to come back. And he's doing a new thing all over the place. In this city, I love what he's doing with our one services. Bringing our churches together. Bringing unity. Hallelujah. Moving on us. Showing us unity. A moving in the body of Christ as whole, as a whole. Touching us and bringing us together with this Pentecost foundation. And what he's going to do at Pentecost. It's all a part of what he's doing and showing, yes, I'm doing something new because I'm getting ready to come back. So I am going to pour out my spirit in these latter days. And that's what he's doing right now is showing, yes, I'm doing something new. So we're seeing it here at Tree Life Church. But our other churches, thankfully, are seeing it. But what he's doing here is what he's doing specifically with us. The healing of nations. Showing us, this is what I want to do with you. This is how I want you to be. This is how I'm going to impart to you as you're, what you're going to do into this world and into our city. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, yes, I know it's a new name. I know it's something different. And it's just like how they all marveled. It said they all marveled at it because they had came expecting this is what it's going to be. So when they marveled, they said, well, what is this? What, what, what are you doing? How, how, how are you doing this? Why are you, why are you having a different name? So the scripture goes on to read in, in 64, verse 64. And his mouth was opened immediately. This is Zacharias. And it says, and they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. His mouth was loosed immediately, and that church is what I'm saying. God is saying, okay, okay, I'm going to open your mouth to do something new. I'm going to open your pastor's mouth to do something new. I'm going to open all of our mouths to do something new, because he's talking to a society in a world that doesn't know, quite frankly, what apostolic means. We have people that come by, or when they see somebody just told us a story recently where we, they got an invoice or something from us, some kind of information, and they said, first apolitistic or whatever. They didn't even know what it was or what they were saying. There are so many people that have no idea what apostolic is and they don't know. They don't want to come and experience something that they don't understand, something new. So God is saying, now I'm going to open your mouths. I'm going to loosen your tongues to a new generation, a new people, a new people that are going to come into your church that would have never stepped foot in your church because they were afraid what apostolic means. Nothing wrong with being apostolic. We're still apostolic. Our values and our standards are still the same. We're still Acts 2.38, baptized in Jesus' name. We want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to preach this to new nations, to new people, because that's what God wants to do. But he's saying, I'm going to open you up to new people. 
because I'm going to open your mouth up to a new generation. It's not that we haven't been preaching it in the past. It's not that we've not been preaching the same thing. He's just saying it's going to be a new people. I'm bringing a new people that are going to get to hear that. Thank you, Jesus. 65 goes on to say, and fear came on all that dwelt round about them, and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all that they heard them held them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with them. I can tell you right now, a 95, almost 100-year-old church changing its name has got some attention, not just here in our congregation, but around the city and around the world and around our country. I can tell you that it's got some people's attention. And they're saying, what is going on with that church? What is going to happen? What is he doing where he's changing this name to the tree of life? I'm going to stand back. They're going to stand back and they're going to watch. And they're going to say, what manner of child is this? What, what is God doing with this place? Why has God called Pastor Urshan to change this name to the tree of life church? There must be something happening there at that church. And they're looking back. And it's happening at those churches also. But they can look to us, some of them, some of the pastors that are afraid maybe to do something new. I don't know if it's a name change, but some of the pastors that are afraid to approach a new people to do some new things. And they're seeing this church leading the way and saying, we're going to do the new thing. And we've stepped out and they're marveled at it and they're saying, well, well, something is happening here. And I'm going to wait and see what's happening. I'm going to see this thousand seat auditorium be built and people coming in from all walks of life being filled with the Holy Ghost bringing all the baggage that they're going to bring in all the troubles all the addictions all the problems that they're going to bring in and they're going to be healed they're going to be delivered they're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus filled with the Holy Ghost that's what God is doing and that's what they're going to see and they're going to say I can step out in faith I can step out myself with my church and I'm going to say I'm going to do that I'm not going to question Lord have you been speaking to me Have you been asking me to make some change? Have you been asking me to do something with my church like Pastor preached about today with Peter walking by the gate beautiful? How many times did he hear him say, help me, help me? How many times did he hear him say, I need help, can you help me? And he never once said anything, just walked by him day after day after day. And finally he says, the faith hit him once his faith was elevated. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to lead church. We're going to lead, church. We're going to lead into a new generation, into a new thing that God wants to do. We're stepping out. Our pastor is stepping out on faith and saying, I'm ready to go. I'm hearing you, Lord. I'm obeying you, Lord, and I'm going to step out, and I'm going to go where you want us to go. And if I have to change a 95-year-old church's name, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to trust in you and thank the Lord that we've all been obedient to that and said, okay, we're on board, Lord. We're on board. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I'll say this, church, all of this is what God just spoke to me, the revelation that he spoke to me. And again, I didn't know that it would be something that he would want me to share. But when pastor asked me to preach tonight, it instantly came into my head. That's what you're preaching about. That's what you're preaching about because he wants us to know 
This is what I'm doing. He wants us to know at Tree of Life Church exactly what he's doing with each and every one of us so that we can say, okay, it's not just a name change. It's not just a pastor thing. It's each and every one of us that are a part of this congregation. It's those that watch podcasts or YouTube. It's those that believe and consider this their home church. It's our relatives. It's, again, those that aren't coming, that haven't been here yet, that are coming. It's all of those that God is saying, I'm going to do this new thing with each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I continue to read, and God continued to open up my eyes. Verse 67, and his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, he started to prophesy, church. That's what we're doing. That's what I believe the apostolic churches, the people of God are called to do in this day is prophesy to this world, this lost world, that Jesus is coming back, and let them know in love that he's coming back. We have to show them the love of God. We have to show them his love. We have to show them, hey, you know what? We're going to teach you this word. And we're not teaching it out of hate. We're teaching it out of love. Because if you don't know it, you're going to be lost. And I don't want to stand before the throne and God say, well, you didn't teach my word because you were afraid of being called a hater. Well, I'm more of a hater if I don't tell you, hey, this is the truth. And you're not living in it. And you need to do it. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to know what this word says. And you are living in sin. I'm sorry. We're all sinners. And if you're living in sin, I'm going to say it. And we have to prophesy and say, God is coming back and it is time. It is time for this world, this nation, and this city to turn its eyes to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I know this is this is a bold statement, but I feel it in the spirit. I felt it when I read it. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. And I know Jesus told me, so I'm going to say it. I believe that we right now being part of the, the, the predecession of, of Jesus coming back, just like John the Baptist. Just like John the Baptist, church. He was the one that went ahead of Christ. He was the one that went ahead of Christ and, and preached repentance and preached there's one coming. There's one coming, but I'm going to cry out in the wilderness, and I'm going to tell you what we have to do. I'm going to preach repentance, and I'm going to tell you that there's one better coming, and I believe right now, church, that this is one of the churches that God has called and is bringing revival to because you're saying, I need some churches. I need a church that I can trust, that I can have prophesy, and I can know that that church is prophesying in the right spirit, and I can know that church is preaching the truth from this pulpit, and I know that that church is bringing the true word of God from this pulpit, and we have a pastor and a ministry team that is doing that every week, every time we approach this pulpit. Amen. Every time I have approached this pulpit, I have been given a word and knew that I had been given a word of God to bring. But I can tell you tonight, this word was a certain word that God gave me. It was a certain word that God gave me for this congregation. And again, those that consider this their congregation, that watch or listen, and those that have been a part of this congregation that God has taken somewhere else to impart into new churches and into new people because it was, it's been birthed after years and years and years of prayers, years and years of prayers, Brother Buller, Brother Kurtz's prayers, Brother Buller's prayers, the congregation under both of their prayers, or all of their prayers, Brother Elkin's prayers, everyone that has been a part of this congregation for almost 100 years, the prayers are still 
ringing true in the heavens today. They're still being heard. God still has them bottled up and is still saying, I see these prayers. I still see them. I'm still answering them. And I'm still going to speak to the city of Cincinnati. And I'm still going to make you a healer of nations, Tree of Life Church. He's still hearing those prayers. Praise God. I believe it, church. We have been called at this time to be a predecessor of Jesus Christ's coming. I don't know how soon that's going to be, but we got to cry out from the wilderness. We've got to cry out from the hilltops. We can't shut our mouths now. We can't be quiet now about this gospel. We can't stop and hold it down. We need to take it to our job sites and not have any fear of what HR is going to do or what they're going to say because God is our provider. Jehovah Jireh is our provider, and he will protect you. He will be with you. He will be with us. we got to take it to the highways and the byways. We have to take it to the the restaurants. We have to take it. Students, we have to take it to the schools. P7, Manny, thank you. Zaire, thank you guys. More of you start the P7s. Preach it. Talk about it. I don't care about not having prayer in school. Pray in your school. Teach your word of God in your school. I don't care what the society is saying. We got to stand on this truth and preach this word because he is coming back. And just like John the Baptist went ahead of Jesus and said there's a greater one coming, we have to do that, church. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know if you're hearing me tonight, church. I don't know. I don't know, but God said share this with our congregation because this is what I'm telling you and this is what I'm telling the Tree of Life Church. This is what we have to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Zacharias prophesied, and this is what he prophesied. Thank you, Lord, and this is what he prophesied, and this is what God is going to do with our church. This is what God is going to do with each and every one of us. When you start taking this gospel and you have any fear or you have any doubt or you are concerned about what's going to happen when you say it or you have any concern about what people might be saying about us changing our name or you're worried about well, what they think. Are they thinking we're not apostolic anymore? Whatever that may be, this is what Zacharias prophesied. Hear this because this is what God said. I'm doing the same thing with the tree of life. This is what he said. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us and the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the word began, world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the land of the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Praise God, church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Church, I'm telling you, we have been called for a purpose. We have been called for this time and what God is doing right now. And he is saying, I am going to do a new thing with the Tree of Life Church. And just like the prophecy read, 
He's going to protect us. He's going to cover us. I know today was a big day. There's fear with what we've given. There's fear with what's going to happen with our finances. There's concern about can we do this or can we not? Is this you, Lord? Is this your word? Did you really put this number on my heart? Can I do this? Is this possible? I don't know how I can do it, but I know he can do it. I know the Lord can do it and will do it in Jesus' name because he's promised it, church. He's already doing it. It's already happening. We're already to this point. If we look back over the years, the decades, especially when we first had a a, a change from, from Kenwood to here, it's been a lot of change, a lot of new things. It's not just started. It didn't just happen a few months ago. He's been doing it. He's been doing it from McMicken to Coleraine to Vine Street, to Kenwood, to Cooper Road. He's been doing it. And and he brought us here. It was a new thing. I'm sure we were a little bit afraid for the bridge project. I'm sure we were a little concerned, is this right? Are we doing the right thing? Pastor shared the story that we sold before we even had a property lined up. (laughs) A lot of people said, are you crazy? What are you thinking doing that? But he knew, and God knew, I've got this, because I'm doing a new thing. Because I'm doing a new thing, it's all right. Step out in that faith. And I know that you don't have the property yet, but go ahead, I'm going to open it up. And he brought us here to Cooper Road. Hallelujah. And then we had a name change, a new thing, a new thing. Now we've got a new building campaign, a new thing. But it's going to be a wonderful building. It's going to be a blessed building. It's not just about how pretty it is or what it's going to look like and all the stuff that are going to be beautiful about it. It's about those beautiful souls that God is saying, I'm bringing them. I'm bringing them, and I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I know we could be afraid. I know we could be concerned. I know we we can have fears about, well, can we do this? I can't tell you how many people, even today, someone said God was just saying, do this, do this. You're not going to believe what I'm going to do after you commit this. You're not going to believe the blessings that I'm going to pour out to you after you make this commitment. It's not just one person. It's several that have said God has said that to them. That when you do this, if you obey me, if you listen to what I'm saying, and you're obedient to what I'm saying, the number I'm putting on your heart, because it's not about a number, it's not about dollars and cents. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is our provider. It's nothing to him. He can provide tomorrow and pay for it. He could drop $10 million in the church's lap tomorrow to start building right away. But he's testing us. He's stretching us as a people, as a congregation, because saying, I want to do a new thing. I want to do something new with each and every one of us. So when we're doubting, when we're fearing, he's saying, that's okay. I understand that. Just wait like we heard today. The other apostles didn't step out on that water. But they saw Peter do it. Peter had the courage and the faith. He had the faith to step out. That's what God is saying. Just trust in me. And I am going to stretch you. I am going to challenge you on this number of what you're supposed to give and what I'm doing. But if you just trust in me, I'm going to show you. And so many people have said, I'm going to blow, God has said to them, I'm going to blow you away with what I'm going to do. Because you're being obedient to what I'm telling you to do. You're being obedient to what I'm calling you and asking you to do. And that's what God is saying. Go ahead and step out. Because not only am I going to do a new thing in in the city and with the congregation, the tree life, I'm going to do a new thing with you. 
I'm going to do a new thing with your faith. I'm going to do a new thing with your finances, with your family. I'm going to restore things in your life. I'm going to do something new in you and with your life. And we have to trust that and say, okay, Lord, go ahead and stretch me. Go ahead and test me and challenge me because I'm going to be obedient. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you for stretching us. Thank you for challenging us, Lord God. Thank you for building faith, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Faith, church, it's building faith. It's building us. He's going to do a great thing with us when we're obedient. Hallelujah. And again, it says, in 77, it says, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. We're going to preach repentance. We're going to see people come in, repenting of their sins, filled with that wonderful spirit, that very same power that raised Christ from the dead. We're going to see it. Baptized in Jesus' name, remission of their sins. Hallelujah. In verse 78, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, Hallelujah, the day spring. That's the morning sun. That's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And 79, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into a way of peace. And verse 80, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his shoeing unto Israel. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's what God is calling us to do. I hope you got the revelation that I got. I hope you understand what Jesus said. I hope you understand that he's comparing us and saying, I'm doing a new thing, just like I did with John the Baptist. That's what I'm going to do with you. And just like I used John the Baptist to call a nation back to me in repentance, just like I used John the Baptist to heal the nation, because repentance is healing, church. Repentance is healing. That's where we can find healing. When we repent at these altars, when we repent to Jesus Christ, when we turn our backs from the sins of ourselves and what other people have committed committed against us, that's when we find healing. When we repent of this flesh, we find healing. And that's the healing of nations that God is doing. So I stand here tonight to tell you what God showed me, the revelation that God showed me of what he's going to do. And what he wants to do with each and every one of us. And I call on this congregation tonight to hear this, to respond to this. And I want to be brief and I want to go ahead and ask the the musicians to come because I want to give us some time tonight to to worship and praise God and, and receive this. Because what I want to say is we need to get on board with what God is doing. We need to, as a congregation, Buy into what God is doing. Again, it's not just about changing the name of a congregation or a church. It's not just about a new building being built. It's about what he wants to do with each and every one of us. And I can tell you right now tonight that I know for a fact there are ministries that are burning inside of some of us. There are ministries burning inside of some of us. And you're thinking, well, when is it going to be my time? When is this ministry going to be birthed? I don't know, but I can tell you that your gifts, Proverbs says, your gifts will make room for yourself. Your gifts will make room for you. So that will happen, but that can't be our focus. There's things that we can be doing right now. There's things that we can be doing right now in this church because it's up to us as a congregation to say, okay, I am in. 
I am in and I'm ready to do this new thing. I'm ready for what you want to do, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm ready for what you want to do. And I can tell you that it's up to us to respond to that. It's up to us to be obedient to that and say, I, I am in. Lord, I am in. I, I don't know what my, when, when you're going to birth my ministry. I don't know what you're going to do with that. I don't know what that's going to look like. But right now, I, w- I want to do something. I want to get on board with what's happening. I want to be a part of what's happening. And one of the things I can tell us to do right now, church, is pray. We have prayer every Sunday morning at 930. What would happen if all of us were here at 930 in the morning praying and seeking God? Because I can tell you right now, I don't know of a stronger ministry than prayer. I don't know. I don't know of one. We can bring the word. We can praise. We can worship. And we can witness. But we do if, if we do any of that without prayer... It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. So I can say right now some of the things that we can do is pray. We can be a part of what's going on in this church with prayer. We can all do that. And it's the most powerful ministry that we can all do. We're going to have a ministry fair coming up. We're going to have ministries being birthed because we have to. There's a thousand people coming. They're coming. Our ministries will, will be there. God will, God will bless you with them. But we have to start doing something right now. We have to say, I'm going to respond to what you're doing, Lord God. I'm going to respond to what you're doing with pastor. I'm going to respond to what you're doing at the Tree of Life Church. I'm going to respond to what's happening in this world, like we heard today from our young people. And like what I said with the, the one services, the Pentecost, God is moving in this world. And I want to respond to that. We heard last week at Ohio District Conference, Brother Art Wilson talking about what's happening in Jesus' name at the United Nations. Revival has happened at the United Nations. Hallelujah. He's talking about people, delegates from Muslim nations coming to him and saying, what is happening with these healings that are going on in your church services? What, tell me, what is, what is this going on? Just like they're saying, what's going on with this Tree of Life church? Just like God is showing people there's something happening. He said, people are coming to me come, for, that are atheists and saying, I, I, somebody sent me to challenge you about this. And he said, one of the, one of the biggest challenges he had was from an atheist. And they said, oh, you gotta, you gotta deal with this guy. And he came to him and he said, so, so why are you an atheist? Why don't you believe in God? And he said, he said all the, the, the gentleman responded with all the typical things, you know, the science and, and this and that and the other. And he said, okay, okay, why really don't you believe in God? And then he got to the heart of the matter. And the guy said, I, I, I've been hurt. You know, we, we've lost a lot of children in miscarriage. We've had a lot of problems. And it just started to, to affect him. And he started to grow a hate for, for God and, and, and a non-belief in God. And he said, Right then and there, God said, prophesy to him. Tell him, retroactive to this conversation, your wife is pregnant now. And Brother Wilson said, I was like, oh, Lord, nine months of faith? Nine months of faith, Lord, with this atheist? And, and I'll tell you, just a week or two later, the gentleman came running up to him, calling him pastor. Calling him Pastor said, Pastor Wilson, my wife is pregnant. My wife is pregnant. We just found out she's pregnant. But then, of course, the doubt crept in and said, well, you know, we've had miscarriages before. And Brother Wilson said, not this time. Again, he prophesied outside and said, not this time. Not this time. 
today that man and his wife are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus. That's what God is doing. That's the new thing that God is doing right now. This is at the United Nations. He said people, of course, very political, were saying, what is going on? Why is there church happening in this, in this UN? This is not a place of religion. This is not a place to be worshiping God. But they're having revival. He talked about the White House and how they're having revival and prayer meetings. He took a snapshot and posted it and said, I can't, I shouldn't be doing this, but I got to show you. And you can see the vice president and others, arms raised, tears in their eyes, worshiping God. God is doing a new thing, church. He's doing a new thing. Tree of Life is part of it. And I challenge us to invest in what God is doing here. Like I said, part of what we can do is pray. Amen. That's the best thing we can all do. 9.30 a.m. What if we were all here Sunday mornings praying? What if we were here at, at men's prayer every Saturday at 9 a.m. praying? What if we filled up the sanctuary with praying? What if we were here every other Tuesday night with the ladies praying? What if on Sunday nights at 6 to 6.30 we were praying? What if we all came together of one accord? and started praying, church. I'm telling you right now, we would see these powerful things happening. So I'm saying right now, that's something that we can all do right now. I know ministries need help. We need ushers, we need greeters, we need Sunday school teachers. Those are all things we can do right now. But if we come together and we pray, and we say, I'm ready to do the new thing, Lord. I know that you're gonna birth my ministry at the given time. When you're ready to birth it, it's gonna happen. But right now, I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna get on board with where you're taking us and what you're doing with the Tree of Life Church. And I'm gonna buy in. There's too many of us that have been, have been all, all on the sidelines for far too long. I have to say this, I'm sorry, but there's too many of us that have been on the sidelines for far too long. And God is saying it's time to come back. Some of us, some of us have experienced church hurt and it knocked us down. It knocked us sideways. It may have taken us out of church for a while. But God is saying, not anymore. I'm doing a new thing. Some of us has came from other churches where you've been hurt. God is saying, not anymore. I'm going to do a new thing. Some of us have been waiting for the right time, the right experience, the right moment, the new ministry, whatever it may be, to get involved. God is saying, no, it's right now. I'm doing a new thing. Pray. Be a part of the prayer at this church. Come and be a part of what's going on. Get on board with what I'm doing. Because I'm taking this church somewhere. I've always said, I am definitely a uh, believe in prosperity gospel. I believe in the prospering of the gospel. That's what I believe in. And I know if I'm a part of the gospel prospering, then I'm going to prosper with it. I don't know if that's financial. I don't know if that's in my health. I don't know what kind of prospering. Maybe it's the fruits. Maybe it's the fruits. Maybe it's the, the, the heavenly fruits. Hallelujah, Jesus. But I'm going to prosper with it. And I'm going to ask us right now, church, Tree of Life Church, if you want to be a part, can we stand? Can we stand and seek the Lord? And I want to ask you, if you want to be a part of what God is doing, will you come forward and pray with one another? Will you come forward and pray and, and, and pray with somebody and say, I want to be a part of what you're doing at the Tree of Life Church. I, and, and I want to get put behind me that hurt that I've experienced. I want to put behind me the trouble that I've had in my life. 
the hurt either in church or outside through health or loss, whatever it may be that's hurt you in your life. I want to get over that and I want to say, Lord, I'm ready for the new thing that you're going to do because I know that you're taking the tree of life somewhere. And I know that if I am a part of that, you're going to take me somewhere new. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus' name. Thank you. Yeah.